0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hi, I'm Jules von Hepp.
2: Hello, I'm Sarah Powell.
1: And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence.
2: Because we all wobble.
1: In this week's episode, we have got celebrity beauty therapist and facialist, Nicola Joss. Now, Nicola trained me in spray tanning. I was Nicola's assistant, and obviously, I work in beauty, um, and I am a big champion of saying I look at all different types of bodies, all naked bodies, and, you know, really, everybody has their same hang-ups. But I wanted to bring on Nicola, because Nicola has worked with all level of people, from non-famous to famous, all different shapes, all different sizes, all skin tones, and her whole ethos on life is so infectious, and she's one of those incredible people who really open your eyes to being alive, I think.
2: Absolutely, and we went to her house, her amazing house. So
1: nearly ate her out of house Oh my gosh, home. I
2: did, she was like, can you go, I've got nothing left. Um, but you may hear as well, this was lovely, she's got a dog, she's got a Great Dane called Maud, who I mean, we just had a riot with that afternoon, didn't we? Um, So you may hear a little bit of Maud, and also something else that was lovely. We were in her kitchen recording this, and upstairs, her boys were playing. They were playing on uh, computer games. They came down, they were like, it's a really popular computer game. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. I was like, look who you're talking to.
1: (laughs) We're part of the Super Nintendo generation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know what a SNES is. Um, But we absolutely loved having Nicola on Wobble. So it's Wobble on tour.
1: Wobble on tour. Wobbles out and about. We've
2: left the studio and we are delighted to have Nicola. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for being on and thank you. I mean Nicola's fed us, we've got Maud here, Maud's the Great Dane who's currently on the lookout for another ginger oat cake.
1: Yes and could bark at any moment.
2: Yes so if you hear Maud creeping around don't be alarmed. Well, we wanted to have, there she is.
1: (laughs) But we wanted to have Nicola on today because you and I have worked together for, God, for 10 years, I feel, for a long time. Um, And obviously like from my side, being a spray tanner, I've seen lots of naked bodies and I'm a real champion of body confidence, but I wanted you to come on because you're a beauty therapist. You must work with thousands of bodies every month. You must have seen so much. I wanted, because I think there's a lot of people, we are so used to taking our clothes off because we work in beauty and we're very used to having treatments and we're used to doing that. There are so many people out there who are body conscious that maybe they feel scared of that moment. And talk us through when a client comes to you and how you treat them and calm them but also all the variations of things that you've been exposed to
3: okay um yeah i've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of bodies i've been doing this for a long time and i'm really lucky i guess to have worked with so many women and men predominantly women i see naked to be fair and they are very self-conscious we're all self-conscious i'm self-conscious And I think um, it's about initially making them feel really comfortable. So I treat everyone like my sister. Lovely. Yeah, I do. And actually, I'm doing some training at the minute, training therapists, and I'm retraining them. And we're starting at basics, and we're starting with therapy room etiquette. And I use those three words, and I ask, I ask the therapists what they think therapy room etiquette means and a lot of them say well it's how the room's set up and it's how how you have the lighting and actually it's not it's about the etiquette of how you behave and how you command the space and how you initially and immediately make your client feel comfortable Mm. Mm. and how you look at your client from within so you don't look at their body shape or the colour of their hair or the colour of their skin or the age of them you look at the light of your client that shining light that's inside them and you don't look at the aesthetic. You don't take on board how they feel. So sometimes a client will come in, she'll be a bit, a bit cold or, you know, a bit bitchy or a bit depressed or a bit raw with you. Mm. And it's very easy as a therapist to add on their emotion. You don't mirror their behaviour, but you look at the light that's within them because if a client's in front of you, then she's. She wants something from you, she's needy, she wants to feel better, she wants to look better, she wants a bit of time out, she wants to lie down, she wants to get away from the kids screaming or the argument with the husband or the Accardo shopping that's coming in or the fact the dog's pooed on the carpet, whatever it is yeah. that goes yeah. on in our yeah. lives. And when you look beyond that with a client and you just look and have empathy, that shines through from yourself as a therapist. And it does immediately put people at ease. And it's about that because we're all conscious of our bodies, you know. I work with a lot of supermodels and actresses and very beautiful, aesthetically beautiful and very pleasing to the eye human beings, but they're still very conscious of how they look or that saggy little bit of fat at the back of their bum or whatever it is. You kind of have to look beyond the aesthetic and just look at the human being. And it's so important nowadays as well to look at the human being and internally think about how they're thinking. And because I work in an industry that's aesthetically led or beauty led, But really it's a wellness industry and we work with lots and lots of different types of women. Body Mm. shapes, tones of skin, age of them. But you really have to be aware of how to put them at ease very quickly. And when you do that, you immediately build a a connection. And that connection sees you right through your treatment. And it sees you right through your journey with them as a client as well. So they're comfortable and safe and secure. And they will get a better treatment and they will remember that treatment and come back to you.
2: Yeah. I mean, there will be people listening that will think, oh, yeah, but Nicola, you've never seen one like mine. Do you know what I mean? Like you've never seen a bottom like mine no. or you have know, you know, you say that, but actually you've never seen bingo wings quite like mine. So yeah. and it's just not it's not true. It's you have not, seen it all.
3: <laughs> it's not true. I've seen it all and I've seen it all globally. So culturally as well. So I have seen the biggest bingo wings and the biggest bums and the smallest bums and the lots of cellulite and dimpled skin and rough skin and patches. And then you look even beyond that to to things like vitiligo. So where you've got patches of different skin color mm. um, and and aesthetically. Perhaps not normal-looking bodies. So lots of women that have had mastectomies, or women that, or and men that have, you know, part of a limb missing, Mm. or have had an operation, so they maybe have a stoma bag or whatever it is. You come across. I've come across probably every type of body image you can even think of, and more.
1: I feel like I'm completely the same. Like if you, there's never a moment where a client takes off their clothes, and I stare at something, or I'm shocked because. I've seen it all before, Mm -hmm, everything you were saying then. But I think there was a lovely moment what you said, and I think it's so true, and I think that's definitely what rubbed off from you to me when you were training me, is when somebody comes into your space, it's not about their body, it's about their inner light. And I say that you can see someone's soul through their eyes, Mm -hmm. and that's what you're supposed to connect with. And that's how I try to treat people throughout life, regardless of whether I'm in the treatment room or in their home giving a spray tan. But I'm just with them and it's about them as a human being as opposed to their body or that maybe area that they hate and What's the most common thing that men and women apologise for before a treatment?
3: It's funny, actually. The most common thing they apologise for is parts of their body that I'm, I'm probably not dealing with. Wow. If I'm doing a facial. So, oh, I haven't done my bikini liner. Oh, I've got cellulite. Or, oh, my God, my arms are a bit... I mean, mm. it's just actually there's not one thing, Jules, because everyone has a hang-up about a certain part yeah. of their body, if not two. So, mm-hmm. actually, there's a, ma- a vast mm. variety of hang-ups that people will apologise about that actually I don't even see they're coming into my treatment room and whether I'm spray tanning them, giving them a body massage or a facial, whatever it is and sometimes it's just their eyebrows, let's say it's anything (laughs) it's just about making them understand that they've come into my space but this is about them
2: I remember um, we've got a family friend who does all my mum's beauty stuff so she'll come Mm. to the house and I remember her always saying when she was waxing as she was like, we're not looking. No, we're not looking. We're, not we're looking. really no. not interested, actually. We're here to do the job, which is to get the direction that the hair's growing. That's right.
3: I think the thing as well is, is beauty therapists or people that work in the beauty industry, but with bodies, not so much makeup or hair, but with bodies. Mm. We're a certain type of person, so we tend to have slightly more empathy, mm. less judgment. We work from the heart with our hands. So we don't look at you and judge. No. There's no meaning to that for us because our job is about making you feel better. So everyone comes in looking the same. There is no focus on any part or it would be the growth of the hair or which part of the body that you're going to be massaging on. What you're focusing on is how does she feel? Is she stressed? And if she is, I'm going to use this oil or I'm going to put the lights down at this level. You know, it's about how I can make her feel better, not focusing on how she looks. And everyone will apologise for their bodies. Mm. It's one of the most heartfelt, saddest things that I come across. It's when an apology is made for someone that's got a healthy body, mm. that the home that they live in. And with the girls that I work with and the guys that I work with, my team and when I'm training... It's about making them understand that the focus is on the person like making the person feel better because we live in a society where aesthetically we're beaten up every single day by everything on every level so it's hard to walk through a whole day without feeling bad about something that's attached to your body yeah it's well, hard I
2: often we've said this before on wobble don't I don't look down some days you know <laughs> I have those days where it, it's such a weird disconnect mm-hmm. mm. because actually Actually, I read something the other day that said our body, we need our bodies more than our bodies need us. Yes. Do you know what I mean? We need to have that connection and that relationship. Like it's so important. Mm. And so many, I mean, I'm really guilty of it. Just being somewhere else in my head and almost like waiting for this time when I can love my body. It's a really, really odd thing. And I'm I'm really focusing on it at the moment. I'm really trying hard to say, oh, I used to hate my body. Not, oh, I hate my body. You know, just
3: changing that that
2: dialogue that goes on.
3: I think it's true. It is dialogue because people say to me, oh, I've started to do yoga and then I'll feel better about my body or I'm going to to start meditating. Therefore, I will start to be more more comfortable in my own skin. And those are almost excuses that we use to stop having to focus on actually loving ourselves and loving our bodies. And you're very right. This is our body. So it should be our most precious item. You know, it's nice to buy nice shoes and nice handbags, but actually to invest in your body... Yeah. And, and sometimes the investment is just love, self-love. Yeah. Mm. So it's about just focusing on the fact that, yeah, I don't have the same hip shape as my sister or my best girlfriend. Or maybe my boobs are slightly saggier than my cousin's or the girl that lives next door. But that's your body. So it is about embracing it. And it goes back to when I see the thousands and thousands of women that I've seen over the many years that I've been doing the job that I do. It's those that are the happiest are those that are the ones that love their bodies and don't care that their boobs are a bit misshapen. I
1: 100% agree with you. It's, it's exactly, you have those certain types of clients that just come in and they just take their clothes off Bans- and don't, here I am into in the tent and it's actually really rare that you get those clients because mm-hmm. actually the majority is apologising for body and really hating can't wait to get dressed mm-hmm. or looking down when they're naked and it's, it's a really weird state of mind that this is what the world is, when actually it should be the other way around. Looking at other people's bodies made, how has that affected your body confidence? Because for me, having worked with so many different types of bodies every single day, I actually really like my body now. And I don't think I did when I first started doing it, but it made me just accept that, oh, everyone has stuff like this. And, you know, my body's no different from anybody else's. Yeah, it's
3: true. I agree 100% with you. However, I've always had body issues, always. And I think that just has come from shyness and my personality of always being shy, especially when I was younger. But I have I've an acceptance for my body, an acceptance for the fact that I'm healthy, so that I, I focus on my breath and my stature and the way I wear my clothes to make me look what I would regard as better in my own body. I know my body's fine and it's healthy and it's great and it's doing what it needs to do and I am very accepting of it but I think I'm like everyone else as well. Jules, I still have my hand ups. Mm. I mean, I'll st- you know, I if I were to go and have a spray tan, I would probably Think about apologising about something like, oh, I'm really bloated because I'm on my period, or yeah. I'm really bloated because I ate. You, I think as a society, it's so sewn into our dialogue, our daily conversations with each other that we almost say it without thinking.
2: Yeah, but that's just emphasising it more and more and yeah. more. And there's it's exactly what I mentioned earlier that I was reading that, and we do it. And even if you're just doing it because it's your joke, it, it's your thing that you always put yourself down, you always do that, and you always. With, but actually you're really emphasizing a dialogue about your body that's turning into a, a really strong it's belief r-
1: repetition yeah
2: it's, I mean it's huge it's like aff- it's like affirmations but the wrong way Well it is
3: it's a, exactly a, a negative affirmation so and we all know the power of positive and negative thought and words and when you put that out and you repeatedly put that out it, all, it becomes a thing. So it's about rebooting or restarting every single day with a positive affirmation. I I do it now in my yoga practice where I get up and I love my body every day. I tell my body how much I love it. Uh, And it does make a difference because it shifts the way I think about my body. I think about how healthy I am now and how my body works for me and how i'm fluid in my movement and how i can get from a to b quite easily as opposed to thinking about the three extra inches on my waist which makes my body look square or the fact that my boobs are not the same as they were when i was 20. those not those nonsense thoughts that don't get me anywhere Mm. so it's about positive affirmations and i do teach this to my clients as well and a lot of my clients will come in and talk about the hate that they have for certain parts of their body and it's about just encouraging them to have a love for that part of their body yeah because when you have a love for a certain part of your body it changes yeah
2: and it is it sounds it sounds daft in a way it sounds sort of or or airy fairy somehow Mm -hmm. to stand and say I love my body and we, you know, we feel self-conscious about doing it or even if you can't look in the mirror and say it, even if you can just sort of not even say it out loud, just mm-hmm. say it in your head. It's amazing. That is really powerful. Mm. I mean, people change their lives doing that, don't they? It's
3: so powerful. I mean, you know, it's so easy to say, I love my home. I love my car. Actually, the most important thing that you have as an asset that you can touch and feel is your body. Yeah. So, the more that you say, and I think again, it's that kind of Western ego, oh my gosh, look at her, loving her body, that mean girl, Mm. nonsense. Um, that we have to try and eliminate from our society or from the way we talk to each other as women and as yes. men
1: I think there's also a, a real element of people don't say nice things enough and I know with my clients they will come in and I will I will literally pay them a few compliments like I'll say God your eyelashes are amazing <laughs> and your skin's great mm-hmm. and I love your hair and they might be like oh I hate my thighs and I'm like well I'm not focusing on them yeah. I, I, I really like your hair yeah. receiving
2: a compliment can be really hard for, I mean you you must get that all the time mm. that you compliment people on their complexion or, or whatever mm. and how many people reject it?
1: Well, I have a, a lot of people reject it and Annie Mack told me because she once said to me, you look great and I said, oh, I don't know I'm feeling it and she said, no, 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 Jules, I just yeah. said to you, I think you look great Yeah. so don't come back to me with that and she pulled me aside and I was like, Oh my god and now it's something that i'm ingrained in if i say to someone I really like your lashes and if someone says oh no they look and i'm like no i'm telling you, that's my opinion yeah i think but your i'm lashes paying great. You. i'm
2: giving this to you and and to reject it is yeah i mean what is it the same for you does everybody reject it yeah
3: absolutely everyone does reject it and i do the same as you jules i'm very much strong and forthright on my no that's my opinion actually your lashes do look great or how amazing is your skin? And I, I do it a lot with clients as well after I've given them a facial and I'll give them the mirror and I'll say, look how amazing your skin is. And they'll say, mm. oh yeah, it's all down to you. And my reaction to that is no, that's your skin. Yeah, That's you, there's your beauty. I've just taken off your makeup or given you a little massage mm. or put a mask on your face, that's you. So I kind of like to do the compliment after I do a treatment mm. as well, because then I can, I can punch, them. yeah, I can punch hard with the no but the beauty is you yeah I haven't given you that beauty it's there um but yes everyone goes oh no my legs don't look that great yeah it's incredible isn't yeah. it it's a real it's so strong that dialogue I take a compliment all the time now I mean I will just hands up and go yep I'm taking that yeah thank <laughs> you yes. thank, thank you, you. thanks
2: thank for giving you. that to me thank yeah. you
1: people just cannot take compliments which is actually a really weird state of mind yeah. that actually why can't we just accept that someone's saying a
2: I just wanted to pick up as well on something that you said Nicola, which is about the idea that oh look at her, she's so full of herself. You don't have to do it for anybody else, you don't have to say to somebody else I look great, don't I? That's not what it's about actually, it's not even about that, it's about doing it for you so you feel great and you're full, and then you can be the best you can be for everybody really else. Yeah,
3: absolutely. It's funny because I think a lot of girls don't think like that at all, and they don't behave like that. And they don't understand that it's doing it for themselves. And again, I think our society. Is so very visually, aesthetically led that you will look the best version of yourself to take a picture to mm. upload it so that everyone else will give you a compliment on it, and you feel that you're getting your need is being served there. But actually, it's not because no. it's only a, it's a very short need, and there's nothing deep and fulfilling in no. that. There'll never be enough of it either. Never, it will never be enough. Never. Whereas actually, if you just sit in the mirror in the morning and go, "I love you, morning, Nick. I love you," like I got out of bed. Or Before I I get out of bed I'll do my morning wake up yoga ritual because I'm really good with my yoga now and I'll hug myself, knees into chest and hug myself and I'll just say I love you and it makes such a difference to how I perform as a human being for the rest of the day and it makes me a nicer person so my flow of compliments is possibly easier or my love of people is easier because I feel better in myself. Yeah
2: and you can't you just can't give until you're full, do you know what I mean? We were talking to Gina Gina mentioned this, didn't she? Mm. She was like, your cup's got to be full before you, it can overflow Attentive. towards everybody else. Yeah. I think
3: society is changing a lot, though, with regards to um, self-care. And whether it's fashionable or on trend or not, that's good because it's making us focus on things like self-care. Or, you know, a few years ago it was juicing and yoga and everyone said, yeah, but it's just a trend. It's not, nobody's really doing it. But the fact is the focus is on those things which are better for you. Yeah. So even if it's a trending self Self care hashtag. The fact is, we're still putting a focus on that, and self care is the most important thing you have. And I think I learned that when I had children, because I couldn't perform as a human being and a mother and a wife and a sister and a business person if I didn't have self care, because I wouldn't have the energy levels, and if I didn't have the love for myself, I wouldn't be able to function. So. You learn self-care at different points in your life. But if you have self-care, then you can. Your cup is full. Yes. You can then give out to others.
1: We've had a few guests on who have spoken about um, something's happened in their life and it's made them really love their body more. Mm. And Because and, you have, haven't have had the easiest run recently no. in terms of life, have you? No.
3: <laughs> I've had a few rough years, to be fair. and You've been through quite a few mm. of those years with me. Um, Yeah, I had a few rough years with regards to personal relationship and not being allowed actually to fulfill my full potential through one reason or another. But last year really was when I hit rock bottom and I got so sick that I almost died. And in fact, I did die. I died for three minutes and was resuscitated um, in surgery. And uh, I came through in the recovery. Well, first of all, my mum and dad were there and they live in Spain. So to see my mum and dad, I first of all thought I was hallucinating. I couldn't quite understand why they were there because I was told I was going to be in a 20-minute operation, which actually lasted just under five hours. Um, So to see my mum and dad there was really through me. Um, And then my surgeon came and sat down with my consultant and said to me, we think you should put your house in order because we don't know if you're going to (gasps) survive. this ordeal um, and basically I had a, an infection in my ovary which had escalated so much and I hadn't been aware of it because I was fit and healthy so my body had actually tried to fix myself um, but it leaked into my, my system and glued all my main organs together so my body started shutting down, it put me into septic shock and then my ovary shut down and, and, and I was dying. So they couldn't actually remove any of the infection from me. So they didn't know what to do with me. So I had a drain pipe coming out of my left side. I was really very poorly. Um, So I obviously came through that, it was last year. But I came through that because of a few reasons. One, obviously the National Health Service are amazing. I mean we're very very lucky to have them but also i was aware that if i did some meditation some guided healing meditation brought in some vegan food looked at doing tai chi so that i had flow and movement in my body while i was in my hospital bed and did a lot of self care that i may be able to get over this and i did so a lot of it was self healing but it scared the hell out of me because i wasn't ready to die. I had too much stuff to do and I hadn't, you know, there lots of things I hadn't achieved. And My kids are little and um, I wasn't ready to leave them and I wasn't ready to, to, to give up what I wanted to be and do as a human being. So um, I fought really hard actually to get back to health um, and it changed everything. Changed how I looked at my body, how I behaved, how I treated my body, how much I actually learned to love my body. Not love myself because I actually kind of do love myself. I love my spirit and my soul and that five-year-old girl that lives inside me but I didn't really love my body Um, and it made me love my body. It made me understand how amazingly clever our bodies are looking after us and how we abuse them with things like negative thoughts on cellulite on our thighs or the fact that we, our waists aren't as small as, you know, someone on Instagram or how, you know, our boobs are not the same shape or whatever it is. Mm. I like just, it just, it makes those things so insignificant when you come to a point in your life where you perhaps haven't got life anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that was a tough year last year. Yeah. That, I mean, when we had Lauren on Wobble, um, mm.
2: Lauren had breast cancer mm. and she said, in a way she was almost grateful to have gone through it because it woke her up to, like you said, all these things that she was perhaps wasting energy on and actually brought her, really awoke her to what was important. Would you kind of say that as
3: well? 100%. It, It definitely opened up an understanding of importance, yes. And it's something that I've managed to actually pass on to clients as well with even more empathy. So that I really love my clients and um, because I now understand the importance of health and, and being so sick and, and, and actually being grateful to have been that ill. You know, you fall so low and, and lots, many people say it, don't they, when they fall to a point where there is no return mm. or you have to fight for return. But it does just give you that appreciation of life and and what's important and how to behave towards other people actually and i think if you behave towards other people with empathy and love and how you would like to 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 receive the same attention that they also pass that on
1: so profound isn't it It
3: it? it is profound as it should be i think so and i think but it all comes back down to what we first started talking about which is body image and loving yourself and you know, we really are not on this planet for very long at all. Not at all. It's a blink of an eye, really. And it's a blink of an eye to go from 20 to 30 and 30 to 40 and 40 to 50. And your mother and your grandmother and your great aunt and everyone, all the women that you know that are older and you all say it, it goes quickly. Embrace <laughs> yeah. it and enjoy it. Mm. Stop worrying about the yeah. two inches on your butt. Who cares? Yeah.
2: I often, I, this happened to me the other day, um, Facebook showed me old pictures every time I see an old picture I thought, God, I thought I looked really fat then. I thought I was so big then and I look at it now and I'm like, I look great what yep. was going on Do you know it's it's
1: crazy we've had um a few tweets and dms about uh stressed skin because a lot of people are revising at the moment there's a lot of students that are listening acne is a big problem and obviously we couldn't get you on without asking <laughs> Ava, just the simplest yes. of tips for yes. people to come away with this i mean i'm obsessed with my skin and if my skin looks nice then i feel great and i think if you're stressed, then it does take out on your skin. But what are your, you know, really easy tips to just making sure your skin looks Um,
3: I think, yes. I mean, stress is the biggest factor in disruptive skin and causing congestion and whatever else is going on topically with your skin. So obviously understanding the stress and trying to take a little breath here and there helps future skin to be better. Um, With regards to addressing anything that's topically on the skin, congestion or, or spots or skin looking dull and tired, if you're stressed, it tends to look a little bit gray sometimes and lacking in any luster and radiance it's about keeping it really simple cleansing toning doing a nice facial massage with a really organic simple easy oil the more you massage your face the more you build your circulation circulation Okay, so it's your blood, it's full of oxygen and nutrients, and those will feed the skin cells and feed the muscle tissue. Um, And those are gonna be good things. They're gonna build up your your color in your face, gonna remove tension and stress from the muscle tissue and the skin tissue. And if your skin tissue and your muscle holds tension and stress, it also holds toxins. And toxins are the things that one, cause aging, two, will cause congestion, blemishes, pimples any of those bumps that sit underneath the skin so the more you massage your face and using pressure use your tools which are your hands you don't need to go out and buy anything you've got the tools at the ends of your arms spend a couple of minutes every night massaging your face start from the center of your face with your palms and work outwards and upwards. You want to open up the face, sweep away the day, remove the tension and the stress. Keep it clean, use a toner or a facial mist because that'll help with the pH balance on the surface of the skin, which will help to stop any further congestion. But massage because you'll stimulate a lymphatic system as well. And your lymphs are there to clear away poisons and toxins and fluids. So if you get a puffy face, you wake up in the morning, start massaging. It's so simple. If you keep it easy and simple, you will have bouncy, healthy, vibrant skin full of radiance. I want to do it right now, I want to massage my <laughs> think, face now.
1: But there is a thing of my friends say to me, they're like, Oh, I don't have time for that, I can't do that. And it's like, but once you get into the habit of doing it, but I'm like, it's part of my winding my Myself down is part of this whole process that I'm doing this massage because I massage my face yeah. and it really makes a difference I
2: find as well um, if I take my makeup off as soon as I get in that I always do it better than just before I go to bed because by, yeah, the time it get, to by the time I get to like 11 o'clock or whatever I'm so tired I just want to get into bed that's all I want to do I can't be bothered to do my whole face so yeah cleansing if you can when you get in I love doing that
3: my tip for my clients is with regards to their skincare routine every day I always say to them as soon as you get in from work or from your day remove your day get rid of your makeup, the grime, the pollution, everything that's sat on your skin all day. Do another cleanse so you're cleansing the skin deeper. Put on your actives, so your army of bad boys, I call them. They're your actives, your anti-aging, your serums, your peptides, your collagen, all those things that are working for your skin. And then have your evening. You know, I'll make dinner, watch a bit of Corey, (laughs) whatever I need to do. And then at bedtime, in bed, so you're not actually using any more time, you're in bed anyway. So instead of staring at Instagram for 10 minutes, get a facial oil and massage your skin for five minutes. Mm. And you're right Jules, it calms you down. It actually preps your body for sleep as well. So you can have better sleep, but your skin is also prepped. And the other thing an oil does at bedtime is because you're massaging it into the skin, it's dropping deep. It locks in your bad boys, your army of anti-aging, so they actually work even better for you. They'll keep working. As soon as you finish your day and you get home, get rid of London or Manchester or Aberdeen or wherever you live. Get rid of it and have fresh skin to, to enjoy your evening with. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. We always ask everyone, Nicola, if you wobble, what makes you wobble? I've got two I'm going to tell you about then. So I was a painfully shy child and actually was really bullied by a teacher when I was really young. And I think that affected me hugely right into my adulthood. So if I'm ever going to be meeting anyone new, I really wobble. And what happens is my OCD kicks in. So I've got a little bit of OCD when it comes to cleanliness. Um, and that kicks in quite madly. In fact, even if I've got guests coming to visit that mm-hmm. I know, that will make me wobble and I'll spend a little bit longer than I need to cleaning and the other thing that really makes me wobble is infection I think because I got so sick last year I wobble about you know airplanes sometimes or being in an airport and I can't I'm not very good at coping in those situations and that makes me wobble badly just thinking I'm gonna get sick again yeah I've got to be really careful I need to I you know sometimes I'll be on the underground and actually it's really busy and there's people sneezing and coughing and that's all fine really in our day-to-day lives but because I got so sick I will cover my face with a scarf and I'll think please let me just get me off this train I just need to be outside in the air and then I'll get in the air and i think maybe there's germs and you know so I do wobble about getting sick again as well and
2: then you just have to have it but at least you know at least you know that that's your thing and you know it's going to cross your mind and you can deal with it when it does I
3: just you know I just kick into a couple of like 30 seconds of breathing meditation to go you're fine actually you know you you struggled with a lot more than just someone coughing on the tube you're not yeah. gonna get sick so yeah I do I do I, I I'm very aware that I reset that thought and I breathe through it
2: Nicola I mean we have sat here all afternoon and eaten you out of <laughs> house and, and home. home Yes. Um, we're going to continue to do that long into this evening thank you so much for being on Wobble thank, thank you thank you for having
1: me I could literally sit and talk to Nicola all day. I think the journey that she's been um, through—you know, almost lost her own life—as well as being that woman that is constantly inviting clients into her space and really being with people day in, day out and listening to people's issues and problems, but also seeing their hang-ups firsthand. For me, chatting to Nicola makes me feel way more comfortable in my own skin.
2: Yeah, I find her really generous. She's a really, she's got a really generous spirit. I mean, as mentioned at the start she literally fed us everything in her house but the way she talks it's how giving she is she's so giving with advice and love and she really genuinely wants all her clients to feel the best that they possibly can which is so lovely and also I just want to say that when we went to record that just over a week ago that point about massaging your skin I have been doing that, right? I haven't bought anything new. I haven't changed my products. All I've done is massage my skin at night, or cleanser, or moisturizer. My skin is amazing. That really works. I just, I've got to say, it does that. really it work. Really does work. It's
1: also it's a tiny, tiny thing that you're including yeah. into your regime, but actually, and this is what why I, I mean, beauty is so amazing. It's that self love. Yeah. It's giving yourself mm. that moment and that massage. And yes, it is good for skin tone. And yes, it does improve, you know, and it helps with lymphatic drainage but it also gives yourself a little bit of self-love which is like the best thing that I think you can do for you know it costs nothing it takes five minutes to do and it actually has a massive knock-on effect
2: completely you're absolutely right Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wobble subscribe rate we'd love all that five stars please and also (laughs) um, if you uh, like Wobble you might like Jules and Sarah the podcast actually if you haven't come if you haven't cross pollinated between the two Mm. do have a look for jules and sarah the podcast
1: this podcast is in association with a self-tanning brand that i have co-founded the isle of paradise a brand that is aimed to make you look and feel better and be your best self
2: absolutely and we will see you next time for another brilliant guest on wobble